Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and I believe that this is going to be an incredible year, 2017, and that's what I'm putting out to all of you wonderful listeners and to the universe. So I think that's important because many, many times we may be stuck in a situation, circumstances, even in a relationship, whatever it is, and we feel, just like I said, stuck totally stuck without knowing which way to turn, which way to go, where's our direction, and feeling as though when we're stuck, there's nothing we can do. It's almost like being in quicksand or being in this big hole. There's nothing we can do to get out of it. Well, I want to tell you that that's not the case, that you do have the ability to shift your circumstances, to get out of a black hole or whatever it is you're experiencing so that you can move forward in your life, be on track, on purpose, and really succeed. And I'm very excited because I have someone who did just that, who's a wonderful guest on the show today. I'm talking about Pastor Latasha Holden. And at 22, Latasha was a walking statistic, a high school dropout, She was on welfare with four children. She had low self-esteem and was mentally, verbally, and physically abused. Her future seemed bleak and destined for a life of poverty, welfare dependence, remaining uneducated and unemployed with very little chance of success. And yet, at 35, Latasha turned her life around, fought for her dreams despite being homeless, and caring for her now, not four, but six children. Latasha earned a BA degree in biblical, an AA degree in biblical education, a BA in leadership and administration, and an MBA. She's also now an emerging leader, speaker, preacher, community advocate, empowerment coach, and has authored a book that is in my hands called No Longer Lost. Welcome Latasha, how are you? Hi, I am well. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Tell me what an AA is. Associates of Art. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure because I've seen it written differently. Okay, wonderful. All right, so you have this story, and I love the ending of this story, which is, brings us to where you are today. What I want to know is what Okay, there you were, homeless with with your children, six children. How did you survive on the street? You, um, but honestly, by only by the grace of God, we. My, my first time enrolling in college, we were squatters living in a boarded up home, 
And then from the first two years um, of my college life, we was homeless. So we went from hotels, scraping up money for hotels, sleeping in our car, shelter. We stayed at a shelter for about two months, family, friends for two weeks here, two weeks there. It was it was hard. And it was a lot of times I really wanted to crawl up in a hole somewhere and just die, but I just knew I had to keep going for my kids. So my question is when, when children go through that, you, you know, you went through the challenge and you've emerged from it, and we're going to talk about that at length, Latasha. What about your children? Because often some of the messages they get when they're very young about not having money, not being able to or whatever stick in their mind. What are their ages today and what's their view on being able to change their life circumstances and succeed? Well, the ages now are um, 27, 26, 23, 22, 15, and 14. But what I did to help them to think of things in a positive way, when we, were at, when we was at our lowest moment and I wanted to leave a legacy for my children, and at that time I didn't have anything materially that I thought I could leave, so I wanted to teach them about how to love others conditionally unconditionally and we started doing events in the community at our lowest moment because I believe if they can love and serve at their lowest moment then that's just a uh, foundation for them to be great um, leaders so my son uh, Felipe he's 20 he'll be 28 this year he's been under the United States Marines for eight years that was his way he came and told me that he wanted to serve then I have a daughter, she's an EMT, that was her way of serving. I have another daughter that is in college for human services, and then a younger two at home, and then my son, he's uh, trying to figure out what college she wants to go to. So I think by that example of me showing her how to serve at their lowest moment probably catapulted them into looking for ways to serve as well. So, you know, it's interesting. It's not just your story in a way. It's really also their story, Latasha, how they, they've been, how they emerged and, and are becoming and are becoming and are their own persons in their own right and doing whatever it is they're doing in their different areas to, to serve and make life better not just for themselves, but for other people. So bravo, because whatever message you were teaching was instilled. <laughs> Sometimes <Yes>. parents <laughs> and they try to, and yet kids go in a totally different opposite direction. So in terms of determination and, and which it seems like that's, you know, that's the message here, not just for you. How were you able to have that determination in spite of what the reality looked like, what your circumstances looked like? I think I made a vow to myself that I was not going to allow the streets to raise my children or the jails to house them. And I felt like it was my responsibility. I don't care who stayed or who went in my life. It was my responsibility to love my children unconditionally and to protect them at all costs. So they were my my motivation or they kept me going because I'm fighting for them as well, you know, so I think just fighting for them to have a chance. And I realized no one was going to fight for me and my six children but me. You know, that's important because we have to recognize 
to some extent, not that we're necessarily alone because we're not, but we have to take those steps by ourselves to move forward. What would you recommend to people who, and again, they don't necessarily have to have the circumstances, Latasha, that you went through, but what would you recommend to people who maybe have difficult challenges, whether it's being in an abusive relationship, whether it's feeling that money isn't available or or being able to move forward in their lives in whatever way isn't available to them, what would you tell them? How would you help them shift their thinking? Well, I first want to um, be very transparent. I'm not – the last 10 years have been one training ground for me. Um, for someone to drop out of high school and go back at 35, so I, under, you know, uneducated, I was scared. And it was times I wanted to give up. So I don't want to make it seem, you know, like, now it, it was, there are going to be some times you're going to have to stand on the promises of God, you know. And, I mean, homeless for two years, I almost had a mental breakdown because it was too much. And there are some life circumstances where it's going to feel like it's just too much, I can't go on. And there was some times I just felt like I couldn't go on. So all I did was I just pushed. I think I got to a point where giving up was no longer an option. I didn't have family support. Um, like I said, I was hospitalized for a week um, with um, double um, blood clots in my lungs. So it was hard. It was nice. I cried late at night thinking God had forgotten about me and my kids. So I just want to encourage it. There's no really secret formula. You know, you just got to give life all you have with everything in you and just say, I'm not going to give up. And I guarantee you there will be light at the end of your tunnel. There will be light. You know, I'm a strong believer in in that just believing and standing by and, and not giving up because, you know, this isn't my story, but just quickly I had an injury where I couldn't, I couldn't, sit and I was in constant pain and I thought that was going to be my life. I wasn't able to do things for a long period of time, ride in a car, whatever. And, and I was convinced and committed to finding ways to heal myself. And then, and when I was able to, because now I dance and whatever, and when I was able to, I shared that with others. So I think that that's important. And I think on some level, you know, you're talking about um, being led on some level, we're being guided to sometimes go through the most difficult challenges, and yet when we come out on the other side, there's so much learning, there's so much that you have to be able to not only do for yourself, but then to do, Latasha, what you did, be able to impart that information, I think is is sometimes why we were, we're stuck in the challenge to be, to begin with. What else is important to not giving up? I mean, you people could say, okay, I'm not going to give up. I, I'm determined. This is where I am. This is, this is what I believe. And yet they turn around like you did and, and where's food, where's money, where's shelter, where's support, where are friends, da, 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 you know. What else has to take place within to allow them to 
believe. I think in the words of one of my professors, he had said that the world belongs to the discipline, those that are disciplined. And I think that's one of the things that I had to learn um, because I was unorganized. I was not disciplined in anything. But being homeless with six kids, I had to kind of grow up. I had to become a disciplined person. Um, that's probably, you know, why in the last six months I've written 10 books. And I, I because I've learned probably, you know, to a certain degree, master the art of being disciplined. And that would take you a long way when you feel like giving up or when you feel, you know, like I, I just can't go any further. Your mind becomes disciplined and set on goals that you want to achieve. And for me, that's what I did. I had to learn how to live a disciplined, organized life, you know, that that's absent of confusion and chaos and bad relationships in order to grow. So that's what my thing, I just took that, what um, my professor said one day in class, and I believe that the world is belong to those who are disciplined. If you can discipline your mind in the midst of chaos and learn how to become organized or, or you know, just just focus, I think that should help you go a long way. You know, I think that's important. I think discipline is, is some people say, oh, I'm going to write a book. And I think, okay, so what's stopping you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's true. And again, we have we may have these grandiose ideas and I'm not knocking anybody's ideas. I think the creative process and is wonderful. However, then it comes to okay, getting down to doing it rather than making excuses. And in your situation, that's exactly what you did. Now, oftentimes when we're in these circumstances, there's a lot of shame, maybe guilt about that, about, you know, how did I get here? What's wrong with me? What were some of those feelings that that came up? Because they had to. You're a human. And how did you shift it? I think the biggest thing for me was that was time my kids were ashamed, you know, while we're going through this. You know, we go to church. We love God. And to see the disappointment on their face probably was the most disheartening for me, you know, and I'm like, I, I answers, I, things I couldn't answer. I don't know why God hasn't opened a door yet for us to have somewhere to stay. I don't know. I'm going to school. I'm pushing so we can have a better life. And just doors were not opening for us, you know, and so to see them, you know, we're struggling financially. So, you know, you know, the clothes probably went up to par and just didn't have some of the basic necessities that they they needed and probably wanted. I think just to see that, and that probably pushed me more to to just keep going, you know, f- for them. But just to see the look in their eyes of, you know, I think one time somebody joked um, – about maybe one of my sisters, they being one of my sister's children for a day or so because, you know, they was financially stable. And it's like, oh, you know, it felt like a just, you know, they wanted to come back to me, but they wanted to enjoy some of the, you know, luxuries of a nice home or a, a car that don't have to, you don't have to worry about every few blocks. Is it going to break down or run out of gas? So I think for me just to see them, um, hurting uh, or feeling embarrassed, baby, because of me, that that was hard for me. 
that that was hard. So I just I just all I could offer them was unconditional love. That's that's all I had to give. You know, and and I just poured it on them. I poured it on them into where, you know, today you know, what they probably thought they wanted material things. I have yet to visit a, a, a jail. They have not been in gangs or been involved with drugs and alcohol or had problems with them at school. So I'm thinking they'll learn, they learned the lesson, you know, that maybe it's not all about material, even though you want nice things. But I think out of that, what I'm seeing now, productive citizens, is kind of making that wound kind of go away a little bit. You know, you've also been in a, an abusive marriage, and 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 that's always difficult. And I've worked with with many women who come from abusive marriages, whether it's physical and mental and emotional, because it, it, it gets all involved. And many women, I've actually worked in shelters, and many women feel that 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 they're to blame feel that they did something and oftentimes that's what keeps women staying in these relationships that that you know they're not good enough or they can't do anything better what gave you the strength how were you able to walk away from that relationship and yet also recognize that it wasn't your fault whatever was happening to you you didn't promote you didn't ask for you didn't create well, that that part, that healing process, when you think it's not your fault or what's wrong with you, that to me, that's an ongoing. Even though you leave the relationship, the residue is still there. But um, to be honest with you, that was one, a hard thing for me, leaving, because I didn't feel good about myself. I believe God forced certain people out of my life. You know, I'm, I'm a pastor. I don't have no reason to. I'm just want to be transparent. I I believe that in my situation, God just forced certain people away. He he either closed their heart up for me, you know, because I didn't have the strength to leave. You know, I was being down mentally, verbally, emotionally, you know, and and and, and you know, with a GD and people telling you you're not going to make it. So for me, just the grace and mercy of God just he just came in either either dried up a relationship, you know. And, and someone either left or it was, you know, or I either got the courage to leave. But so I, I think for so many people, if they can get your mind, that's hard. You know, I think I'm still constantly healing. You know, I'm in my mid 40s. So you're talking about a lifetime of of just not good, healthy relationships, whether it's family. So it's a lot of healing just to ask God to show you. I ask him every day, show me how you see me. You know, because I still have to rewrite what I was told. You know, I think many people, many of us have to do that. We have to rewrite scripts, whether it's from a marriage or families or or a boss or the circumstances that we have, where we feel from that particular situation or situations not good enough, not able to shame, whatever, and I believe, just like you said, I think for for many, it is an ongoing process. You have to be able to create a new belief system for yourself when you're coming out of the, you know, out of all of that stuff, 
and and being able to see yourself in a totally new light, seeing yourself as a good person, as somebody that that deserves to be happy, that deserves to be prosperous, that deserves to have healthy relationships, healthy love, whatever. I think, you know, I don't, that that gets erased so quickly. Like you said, I think that, that we just grow and evolve and, and heal. And for many, just like for you, that healing process doesn't stop and sometimes it's a lifetime of a healing process and yet through it just like with you we don't stand still we don't vegetate we're still moving forward and creating and building our life and building ourselves up which is what you've been doing what was the premise for writing this book that I'm holding in my hand it's called no longer lost it's really about you and, and the struggles and the challenges. So tell me about what, you know, why you came to write this book and what's the message in it. Well, I wanted to share my story with people I may never come in contact with. I wanted them to know that it, it was only by the grace of God. I, I can't take no credit. There's no way that I could have taken myself from a GD kids homeless, just so many things. It's, it's no way. I, I, I didn't possess that power to transform my life, and I want them to see and read and hope they can feel the love, grace, and mercy of God that he had on me. And so maybe they can cultivate their relationship more and believe that if God did it for that lady, she could, he could do it for me. So it's just more just, hey, I was lost. I, I didn't know who I was, where I was going. But when God stepped in my life and started to take me through a process, and I know a lot of people don't like that because it do hurt. The purging process feels like God just do not like you, you know. But I just want to show them that if they stick through the process, they will be able to see what God was trying to do all the while. And the process is so important because he got to cut that stuff off of us that we have allowed the world to put on us so that's just my purpose of writing the book. It's just so they could feel and see the love of God and his mercy it, that's with us. And it's also about giving inspiration to other people, I believe, uh, in, in terms of your life. Like you said, if I can do it, if if I can emerge from this this challenging, horrific, bleak situation with six children, nowhere to turn, so can you. So it so it inspires people, and it gives people hope. And I think that I hope I believe that if we don't have hope, we don't have much of anything. I think hope is really important. <laughs> that it keeps. No, it's true, and it keeps us going. No, you're right. Good. So there, here you are now with your degrees, right? Um, yes. What do you okay as a as a pastor? What are you teaching people? Well, my message has always been the same. Um, my my personal, um, I guess, theology message for me is the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. That's wherever I go, I preach, speak in my writings. I'm trying to promote the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. 
That's my personal message that he has given to me. And and I make it my mission to show whether I talk with someone or, you know, whoever I come in contact with, that they feel the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. Your children, are they all, do they all live near you? I mean, are they in, in this, you're in, still in Atlanta, right? Yes. Okay. Are they, do you, what kind of relationship do you have with your children now? Oh, we. I mean, everyone is good. I, my son, he's he's married. He's stationed in Tennessee. Um, then my daughter, married to a young man in Marine, stationed in North Carolina. And all the kids are great. We got. I'm a grandmother of four now, so <clears throat> it just with everyone is grown and doing that separate thing. We probably come together around the holidays where everybody can be here together. But we have a beautiful relationship. Well, that's so important because many children that come out of the challenges that you went through and that your kids not just witnessed, they lived through it, they oftentimes they're angry at their parents, they're angry at somebody who who kind of walked them through that, so to speak, and the blame is is can be very apparent, but not in not with your kids and not in your life, which I think is, is very important. You have a story here. I'm looking at your book here. Um, I don't know if you want to tell this story, but it's about, it's a New Year's Day, it's a New Year's Day story, Sister's okay. Apartment. Do you want to share that? Or or is that some, is that a little bit of come on for people to 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 read this book? Because, again, that's a transformative story. Your choice here, because there's so much more in this book than just that. Okay. Okay. Um, We are having some technical difficulties, so hopefully Latasha, her phone has dropped. Hopefully she'll call back. In the meantime, I have this book in my hands. It's called... No Longer Lost by Latasha D. Holden, and here she is again. So I don't know what happened. I was telling I our know. listeners. No, it said the call dropped. So I was telling our listeners about your book, No Longer Lost, and just giving them the title of it. What? Let's shift gears a little bit. What does it mean to be lost? Well, for me personally, um, I just wandered around looking for people either in relationships to tell me, damn, why am I here? What's my purpose? I mean, do you see anything in my eyes? Do you see me within? And that was just too much power to give to anybody. I don't care if it's your parents, your kids, your husband, your wife. There's too much. And for me, I just gave my power away to anyone I came in contact with because I wanted to know so badly do you see me? You know, do you see the person within? And so until I came to God and gave my life to Christ, I was lost. You know, and so that's why I say I'm no longer lost. My Once I developed a relationship with God and gave my life um, to him, then that process began to, for me to begin to know who I am in him. Now everybody goes through the the soul searching and everybody go everybody is able to walk through it and come through it in many many different ways. 
You have something that I think is very important right now. It's um, a series that's really for teenagers. And there's a lot going on right now. I just watched something about sex trafficking where where young girls are really the ones that are more at risk. And this is a series that helps children. So can you tell us a little bit about this series? Because I think that, again, these are our future leaders, and these are the people that we need to protect, not just to get about other people, but also in terms of risks and in terms of their values. So tell us a little bit, because we're running out of time here. Tell us a little bit okay. about this series. Well, it's just my way um, to love on other people's children. These are lessons I teach my children. And I was just trying to bring back th- these two characters, Untrue for Mama Wilson, kind of like the big mamas back in the day, where they actually teach the kids about what's going on and their death for them. So the series are for 11 to 14-year-olds, and it helped them with teen dating violence because a lot of teenagers now are being hit on by their boyfriends, sex trafficking, how to love and forgive, and, um, I'm sorry, bullying. So I'm just trying to reach other kids, you know, because it's not just about my six children. So this is my way to reach other children by writing this youth series. And like I said, it's it's important that we reach children. It's important that we that we help them establish strong values and strong self-esteem and feeling like they can and they will be able to do lots of things rather than feeling contracted and limited and and not only limited by by what they think about themselves or what how other people have treated them even by their circumstances like you so beautifully you know you're you're a living example Latasha of being able to to kind of move from those circumstances and evolve into this beautiful being that that shares vision, hope, inspiration for others. So tell people how they could find you, how they could get a hold of this book, No Longer Lost, and also where they can find out more for their children about this, this teen series. Well, they can get my books on Amazon, um, the teen series. I have 10 different books out on 10 different subjects and a documentary, so everything is on Amazon. They can also visit me for speaking engagements, come out and share workshop trainings. My website is www.latarshaholden.com. They can reach me by email. That's latarshaholden at yahoo.com. And they can also contact me at 404-838-9587. Before we close. I just want people to know that you can't take anything with you. Don't make life about material possessions because where we're going, it won't matter anyway. Leave the world with everything you can in. If you have to write that book, write it. Whatever you want to do, just leave something back for the next generation to know that you was here and that you care. Wonderful. Latasha, you are an inspiration to so many people. I encourage you to do more 
you certainly have made a difference in many people's lives, not just in your own and not just in the lives of your six children, but many people whose lives you reach, whether you're even aware of it or not, by your messages. So thank you for being who you are, for emerging from the ashes, so to speak, into this beautiful being that shares her gifts with the world. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Joanne. One thing, I just helped my 15-year-old daughter become a published author. Her book is on Amazon, and that's um, Answers from God, Antonia Williams. So I just thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're shifting gears, and January 18th, if you believe it, we're moving forward into this new year rapidly. We have another special person who has trapped who firstly her name is Amelia Kincaid she has worked with all sorts of animals wild animals and has a way of communicating and listening to these wild animals and their messages about not only their survival but our survival as well and it's amazing I am loving her book and Her book is called Whispers from the Wild, and the messages that she has for us, for you, are really important. So that's next week, January 18th at noon. If you missed any part of today, Power Your Life Radio, make sure that you go to my website, drjoannwhite.com, drjoannwhite.com, blog talk radio. You You can actually hear the show at any time, play it at your leisure, because it's important to have the message that you are capable. You can move out of what any situation, whatever downtrodden or or discouraging or abusive situation and move past it with courage, with persistence, determination, and with the will to succeed. Part of the message that I believe is about trusting yourself and being able to not give up no matter what. And one of the reasons we call this show Power Your Life is just for that reason. It's not about giving your giving up, giving yourself up or giving up on yourself. It's about recognizing that within us we have the power and the ability to do whatever it is we need to do and to move forward. Find out more about upcoming shows, and I'm going to be doing some new seminars online. I'll keep people posted about it. If you want to get a hold of me, Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, at D-R, dot com. And thank you so much for listening to the show. We value you, I value you, and also thank you so much for being who you are. You are a very special person, and part of the challenge is to recognize that specialness within yourself. So thanks so much for all that you do, and remember to take the time to empower yourself and to move forward in your life, no matter what the circumstances are, and you will succeed. 
You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.